The Yearbook. It's a sports cast on the internet that has not been done before. The Portland Trailblazers are your official. Can Rocky Four really come true? Representative, Portland clawed its way out of having to share a Disney hotel with a bunch of other teams trying to claw their way out of that same Disney hotel. Portland and the seven other worst NBA teams that qualified for the NBA bubble all stayed at Disney's Yacht Club, the Yacht Club, which has a not-as-good reputation as the Disney resorts the better teams were staying at. Now, only one of those teams could get out of the Yacht Club and into the actual playoffs, and Portland was the winner-slash-survivor. That makes the Trailblazers the big experiment. Like in Rocky Four, does training in adverse, low-tech I mean, let's be realistic here. Let's not get carried away. Relatively adverse in this case. Does training in adverse conditions make you tougher than anyone else? If you don't have six hot tubs in every room, are you tougher than those cushy good teams and their cushy accommodations? Well, Portland then went out and won the damn game. In game one of their best of seven series against the Lakers, they won. That was a huge upset. But Portland hasn't won since, and now they're on the brink. The brink of what, Pop? The brink of elimination. By the time you finally get around to listening to this podcast, the Trailblazers probably won't even exist anymore. Like, the whole organization won't exist anymore. How did we talk about the movie A League of Their Own a few weeks ago or whatever it was and not mention the left fielder is a May 22? That's my birthday, And it's also the left fielder Ann Cusack's birthday. Yes, Ann Cusack is in the actress whose brother is actor John Cusack. So Ann Cusack's birthday is my birthday, May 22nd. Her brother, John Cusack, was born on my sister's birthday, which is weird. It's way, 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 way too early and we should have thrown several more ways in there, to be declaring that the NHL beat coronavirus, especially since in the real world, places that have successfully tamped down the COVID have seen it come back. But despite a million precautions, I could not see how on earth you could possibly play hockey. Uh, Hitting is everywhere. Trash talk is everywhere. There are bitter get-togethers after every play. Not fighting, Mr. or Mrs. I don't watch hockey. Fighting is actually rare in the playoffs because no one wants to cost their team and get sent to the box. Anyway, how can you possibly play these bitter rivalries without everyone getting sick? The headline here is that it's easy to make fun of the NHL. It's clearly the fourth of the four major sports, and someone is always trying to demote it off of that list. Isn't it behind college football? Soccer's ratings are just as good. NASCAR is clearly more popular. The NHL also often doesn't help itself with mismanagement, although that hasn't happened in a while. Uh, Also, the whole fighting thing and a concussion issue like the NFL. But this year, with what we know so far, the NHL was the best of the major leagues and has gotten no credit for it. At the outset of the pandemic, the NBA incurred the wrath of America with some teams getting their players tested while civilian sick patients could not get tested. At the same time, for the most part, the NHL held off on COVID testing and their players waited just like everyone else in the civilian population. 
that was the result of cooperation on every level of the league, an impressive amount of cooperation. And then the NHL devised the Stanley Cup playoffs in a bubble plan. Eastern Conference teams at one neutral site, Western Conference teams at another neutral site, which was really thorough but seemed like a scientific impossibility. What, with all the hitting and the close talking? According to reports out of the bubble, though, the NHL has conducted somewhere in the range of 7,000 COVID tests per week during the playoffs. Every team has a compliance officer to enforce the COVID rules, and there are security guards everywhere in the bubble who report anyone not following the rules. However, this still wouldn't work were it not for, again, cooperation on every level of the league, including between attention baseball, the players' union, and management. And so far... During the bubble playoffs, incredibly, there have been no positive NHL COVID tests that we know about. And incredibly, the league hasn't gotten cocky. The attitude apparently around the NHL has been, let's just get through this first. With the NWSL women's soccer preparing to do a second championship tournament and push their luck next month, here's not everything that happened out of a lot that happened in a really intriguing league that's actually played real games with real players in the United States successfully. We gave it away, the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL. They staged a month-long one-site tournament in Utah, which had a regular season. This whole thing, the regular season of this tournament, it began with one whole franchise, Orlando, not playing because of active COVID cases. Very, very, very fortunately, COVID was not the NWSL's problem. Other human body realities have been the NWSL's problem. The Portland Thorns, yes, that's their name. They lost two players during the first stage of the tournament, but they were saved by a surprise. They got a very pleasant surprise from surprise goalie Bella Bixby, who hadn't played until this year, then went out and only gave up three goals in four games, then suffered an ACL injury before the playoff round. North Carolina's Allie Watt only played a few minutes in regular season game one before tearing her ACL. Sky Blue FC, they're from New Jersey. They lost two of their biggest names to injuries even before the whole thing started. Nonetheless, Everyone makes the playoff round, and Portland was the lowest seed. They didn't win any of their four regular season games, but they only had one loss. You figure it out. In the meantime, says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com to contact us. Find us. uh, Subscribe below. uh, Subscribe anywhere. You can find us just about anywhere. Thank you very much uh, for listening. So continue with the playoffs. All right. Portland is the lowest seed. They only had one loss. They didn't win any of their four regular season games, but they just had the one loss. The one loss was to the North Carolina Courage, their first-round opponents. The Thorns then lost the battle. Another good player, Lindsey Horan, left with another injury, but won the war, beating the no-way-they-can-possibly-lose league-favorite Courage. The two-time defending champion Courage have so many star players. In last year's championship game, they crushed the next closest team, the league's second-best team, 4-0 to win the title. Carolina had not allowed a single goal since June 27th heading into the playoff round. That was a span of three weeks they went without allowing a single goal. The Courage, I guess, they're like a baseball team. Think the late 90s, early 2000s Yankees. A team that has all the best players and are assembled to win titles and win titles only. And they lost in the first round. 
tortured franchise Sky Blue then went out and eliminated number two seed Washington, thanks to goalie Kalen Sheridan, who allowed only three goals through five games. That's a .6 goals against average. That game right there should have won Sheridan the best goalkeeper award, but the next round, the semifinals, unfortunately, made things look a little complicated. Sheridan did not have her best day in that game and allowed three goals, which still only brought Kalen Sheridan's goals against up to a one. Uh, Sheridan, though, does not need complicated Last season, she was at least a nominee for best goalkeeper, then didn't win, and then lost a spot on the second team to a keeper who wasn't even nominated on the first list. This year, she was great again, but now people can make excuses. Houston's Jane Campbell now has a slightly lower goals against average and had one more shutout. But Sheridan plays for a historically bad franchise, and she faced the exact same number of shots and made the exact same number of saves. In fact, she pretty much had the exact same number of everything in one less game. The same thing happened last season. Uh, Chicago's Alyssa Nair dealt with just as many shots as Sheridan in just as many games. But Sheridan had three shutouts, Nair had one, and Sheridan played every minute of every one of her team's games. Nair did not play in one game. Washington's Aubrey Bledsoe had a slightly lower goals against, but played in one less game, and opponent's got off 15 more shots at Sheridan than they did at Bledsoe. What about Utah's Abby Smith? She had two shutouts, still one behind Sheridan, but only played four games, and Sheridan's team, Sheridan's team, gave up 67% more shots on goal. And that's everyone. They could even possibly be considered better. So can Sheridan, the NWSL's best goalie, finally win an award? And Team USA might have seen its future in goal. That would be Bella Bixby or Jane Campbell. We can't have Kaylin Sheridan. She belongs to Canada.